When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, welcome into the KSR Football Podcast presented to you by our good friends at Justice Dental. Um, folks, I think you're in for a treat tonight. Um, our, our friends at Justice Dental, they're going to be so pleased because uh, Freddie Maggard, he's in a rare mood. And I think it's because he's so happy. He's smiling from ear to ear because he stopped in at one of Justice Dental's two locations. That's the only reason why. He would be yeah. in such a great mood. Uh, they've got one on Blazer, one on Wellington Way. Just schedule your appointment online. Go to justicedental.com or give them a call at 859-543-0700. You can even send them a text message. It's that easy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hit them up today. Schedule your dental cleaning. Dr. Thompson, Dr. Justice and their team strive to provide you with good oral health in a comfortable environment. The Justice Dental team looks forward to seeing you soon, and I'm so happy to see Freddie Maggard's smiling face because he's in it, just in, in in rarefied form. I think this is going to be a great show tonight. Yeah, I'm in a great mood. Thanks, Nick. Thanks <laughs> for listening. Uh, subscribe to this podcast and others, and uh, have a great night. Go Cats. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> Wait, are you already leaving us? Was that a goodbye? <laughs> yeah, that was a goodbye, yeah. <laughs> I, think the, uh, I think Saturday's outcome is still weighing on all of us, Freddie included. Team morale still yeah. hasn't fully recovered from what we saw Saturday night. No. I'm not. Not for me. I mean, Daisy going crazy back there. Sorry about that, guys. Uh <laughs> We live in a world where Kentucky lost to a team quarterback by Spencer Rattler. I mean, do I need to say more? Um, and the ongoing joke that we all have about South Carolina, we, we have to eat eat crow for a year, and that's okay. And in my, I wrote about it, and I said it on – I apologize. You know, that's my bad. It's they win, we lost, and, uh, you know, that, that was a tough one to, tough one to watch Saturday. I'm sure we'll get into it, but no, I'm not in a good mood. I don't like losing. I don't like losing to South Carolina, and uh, that just put me in a bad spot. And uh, it just uh, it was aggravating, very aggravating. And I'm sure Mark Stoops is more aggravated than any of us. And uh, they got a lot of work to do. They got a lot of work to do for the for Mississippi State comes in, who's very good right now. Uh, I said at one time, I don't think the air raid will work in the SEC. 
this is a different air raid, Adam. They run what for 173 yards um, Saturday, and this is a different type of air raid and and just uh, big big game coming up. But but yes, I I'm pissed off about Saturday, and I'm still pissed off about Saturday. Yeah, their offensive line's really good, and we need yeah. to get Zach Arnett the hell out of Starkville. Yeah, Zach Arnett. We talk about Mike Leach's offense all we want to on this podcast all week and all Saturday leading up to. But this game's all about Zach Arnett, the defensive coordinator at Mississippi State. Uh, to go back to what you opened with, Freddie, you used the word aggravating. And, and pissed off. Word, <laughs> well, yeah, and pissed off. But Stoops described his defense. You know, it was, it was very aggravating, some of the points they gave up the other day. And I, I just found it interesting because – you know, Drew, when, when we were hanging out with Luckett after the game, we're just talking about points. Like, the offense needs to score more points. They aren't scoring enough to win games. Um, aside from that turnover that essentially handed them seven, I mean, you take that away. They held them to 17. That should be enough to win. But I, I found it interesting that Stoops was all about the defense because I think he felt that that third quarter, that those two drives, Kentucky's inability to get off the field really cost them the game against South Carolina. I think he's really disappointed in the defense because, like Freddie Magger just said, they lost to Spencer Rattler. I mean, I keep saying Spencer Rattler is a quarterback like I'm a quarterback. I think we're both you know, about the same level of, of talent. And somehow he got out of Lexington with a win. A lot of that was on the offense, obviously, especially starting them off on the two-yard line with a gift. But I think that third quarter especially and a lot of the, the missed tackling was just so uncharacteristic of Kentucky football's defense that even though there's a million things to complain about, uh, that really stuck with Mark Stoops because he has high expectations of them and they didn't, they didn't meet what he expected. 12 missed tackles by the Wildcats, a season high. Um, look, at, you, you could kind of – even before you started looking at the tape and showing that screen to me back and forth over and over again – you could just see something was something was off there in that second half. Yeah, uh, like Kentucky's defense has very much been a big play prevention defense. Their efficiency numbers were fine. It was just the big plays they gave up, the big runs of Marshawn Lloyd, um, screen, shallow cross that that set up the ten points in the third quarter. Uh, that was the that was the disappointing part. But to me, I, I understand why Mark Stoops is upset. But the, the dam just broke for the defense. They're not going to hold everybody to under 17 points so the team can win games. Eventually, you got to score points. You know, you got to put points on the board. And I, I think that's just a bigger issue. And um, I expressed some of my frustration in a rapid reaction video. Um, but a lot of it wasn't just the South Carolina game. It was 24 quarters of football we've seen. And they the offense is just um, – it's been a headache. Um, they To put it – just bluntly, uh, they have to be better. If they don't, if they don't get better or start playing better, it's going to be a long season. These last six games. Tyler asks a good question, Freddie. How much of the game did you watch from your your front porch? <clears throat> Three quarters of the game, probably from the front front porch. The other quarter from my bathroom, listening to Tom Leach. I mean, it. Uh, I, I went to my porch immediately after uh, the first play, the reverse into the boundary. Uh, fumble, which resulted in a two-yard South Carolina touchdown, uh, went straight, straight to the ports then. I, yeah. I I knew it during the pregame. I could feel this thing coming a mile away. I, I did everything but draw index, index cards in the <laughs> pregame show saying what was going to happen. Yeah. And it just I, – I just had that feeling. And, 
you know, Adam, I agree. It's the, it's the offense has not been good all year. It's not been efficient. It's not. I mean, it's it's been uh, it's been underwhelming. And, and that defense, I mean, God love them. And Brad White, they've been terrific. They've been lights out. You, you can't expect them to play like that. They're going to have a bad quarter or a bad half, and they just need help from the other two phases of the game. You had a block punt, a, a missed field goal with a with a with a blocker coming on late. The snap was low. Uh, South Carolina, Carolina leaked some returns. I mean, it, it, the third phase was bad. And then offensively, you know, I, I thought Kyra Sherman was okay. I mean, that, that was a tough, tough spot for him to be in. Uh, I, I don't think that Kentucky lost the game at, by any means because of Kaya. Uh, but, but like Mark said, Kentucky, they have to be better around the quarterback. And, and listen, it's hard for me to be mad because, you know, you all know how much I love this team and how much I love Mark and the players, and I'm not bashing them at all. I'm just – I'm hurt with them. I'm mad with them. And uh, I'm mad with the fans because, listen, the, the Big Blue Nation did their jobs two weeks in a row and deserved better play from this team, uh, starting with uh, Drew's trip to, and Adam's trip to Oxford and then the crowd there Saturday night. They did their job, and, and I'm disappointed for them. And, and I'm disappointed and I'm hurt for the players and the coaches because they're better than that. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's one became two. And now the season's taking on a whole new dynamic because you've yet to face Mississippi State, Tennessee, and Georgia. And, and those those teams can go. They can score a lot of points. So I'm like Adam. There's something got to get fixed with this offense. And and I don't know how much is fixable. I mean, we've seen six, six games now. So uh, it's going to be tough. Kind of are what you is at this point, right? Yeah, you are. Uh, especially yeah. up front. South Carolina was last in the SEC in sacks. They had four all year long. And then against Kentucky, they had six. And granted, some of that was in garbage time, you know, what have you. But yeah, they doubled their season sack total. Eight tackles for loss, too. Yeah. Uh, I. It's it's hard to get these guys the ball. Like, like I, I, I can't. I can't expect your receivers to make big plays if there's no time for them to go downfield for the quarterback to throw it to him to make big plays, right? Like, I don't know what you do other than just throw a one-step fade, right? Like, there, there's not a whole lot they, they're able to do right now offensively in any sort of rhythm. The one saving grace, though, is they just haven't had their full assortment of weapons together other than one game. Like, I mean, Will, Will and Chris Rodriguez played together for one game. Their mm-hmm. offensive line was healthy for that one game. That was it, too. But they still only had how many points, you know? Like, right. But, like, still, like, you feel like they were about to bust through. So, like, that that would have been a nice – like, South Carolina would have been a nice matchup to see Will and Chris um, because how they were established to run. Now, if you look at the numbers, Mississippi State is pretty bad on run defense to this point in the season. And so if you can get Will Levis back, maybe you can find something there. Uh, but, yeah, it's just been – the whole operation has been clunky. Like, to me, um, if your offensive line's going to st- – like, if you're going to play that bad, you can't have procedure penalties. Yeah. I mean, how many, how many yeah. procedure penalties? We've seen a ton of procedure penalties. A ton. Mm-hmm. Why Why are we seeing so many procedure penalties? Yeah. It's a veteran team. Why, why are these guys jumping early? And, and they're not even subbing those guys out when they make the mistakes either. Like, it, it's the same five, right? Yeah. Like, it's so, not – like, it's what's going on. Why, why is all this happening? Like, why? What is the reasoning? I think is that's kind of been going through my head. Like, why is all this happening? Why? Why have we seen multiple wide receiver false starts? Why have we seen multiple interior false starts? Illegal formations. All of that. It's just 
it's just been a headache, like I said earlier, and they've got to figure out a way to get it fixed because at the end of the day, you are who you are, like you said, but you there is you got you have to scheme around your inefficiencies. You've got to, you know, if you're having a hard time blocking, you got to pepper the edges. You got to get the ball out. Well, you got to run the ball. You got to switch up tempos so teams can't pin their ears back and just go. You can't just get under center and snap the ball with two seconds every time. So they they know when the snap count's coming. You've got to switch things up, and I just don't think we've seen enough of that. And that's that's really what's frustrating with the yeah, offense. And they did some things good. I mean, I love Chris Rodriguez between the tackles. I mean that that sixteen carries, ninety seven yards in the first half. That was the old Chris Rodriguez that we all know and love, right? So they're capable, right? And 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 they did that well. Did well. I thought Kentucky went down fourteen seven. Then South Carolina just kept the football. I mean, it, it was hard. You know, every, every, everybody, me, everybody was wanting to see more of Rodriguez, but they didn't didn't have the the plays. Uh, you know, again, like Adam said, they go so the 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 pace of play is 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 pretty slow. So uh, you're not going to get a lot of series. So you know, one of the things I thought Kentucky was going to have to do was take away series from South Carolina. And limit them on fourth on third down to, to under forty percent. South Carolina goes for forty two percent. Kentucky at twenty four did not extend plays and, and, and did not uh, sustain possessions, and, and that was tough to overcome for Kentucky. And then th- the thir- the second half was just defensively uncharacteristic, missed tackles, uh, inaccurate pursuit lanes. But again, that defense was due. I mean, they they had done so much to this point. I mean, you can't expect any defense to play as good as Kentucky has for four quarters for 12 games. They're going to have a moment, and just they need that the, the special teams and offense to help them out at times, and that didn't happen. Drew, it looked like you were getting ready to chime in. I was going to. Well, yeah, just to the point about tempo, and I understand they're not going to be Josh Heupel or Lane Kiffin. Uh, Mark Stoops likes to play it slow, but I was getting very frustrated when they were down in the second half and still playing so slow, I understand you've got a new backup quarterback and you can't just pick up the pace and start slinging it, but it felt like they were playing with a lead when they didn't have one, even in the decision to punt. I know we were sitting together in the press box. I just felt like they were sitting back playing comfortable when they needed to be a little more urgent that entire second half. That was another big question I had about why they weren't speeding up a little bit because, like like it said, every single play, it's like they are just waiting until the end of the play clock and then snapping the ball. Yeah, that what Drew's talking about the fourth or beginning of the fourth quarter, fourth and seven at the South Carolina forty-eight. Um, you had a false start. Was a driver in her there? Uh, I thought that was a golden opportunity, like to go for it uh, right there, um, especially with how the defense played in that third quarter. You really needed a score just to get the crowd back into the game at that point. Um, so I thought that was a missed opportunity uh, mm-hmm. by Kentucky. So I just think it was it was not just the execution, offense, defense, special teams. I didn't. It was a disappointing effort, I think, from kind of a game management coaching standpoint. Um, you, you started off with the reverse call at the beginning. I thought you should have went for it on that fourth down. You get another punt blocked. Uh, just, I, I just think it was all systems failure um, is what it felt like. And it was disappointing because that's the team Kentucky should be. Yeah. Uh, I, um, I have a hypothesis, too, and I'm not in the locker room. I don't know the playbook, but – I see Rich Scangarello's big and big sheet, his entire enormous card, right, with all the plays on it. And um, I, I think of a lesson that I learned from Will Ferrell. It was actually not Will Ferrell. It was uh, from 
uh, Monix, um, who some may know as Woody Harrelson, but they ran a play in semi-pro. It was called puke. When everything went to hell, you just ran that one damn play <laughs> because everybody knew that one play, right? Like This is a direction I didn't see us going Can, can we not – is there not – where Kentucky ran into trouble was that when adversity struck on Saturday, they're still, like, calling these – paragraph long play calls right you can't just say like hey run blue 42 go out and run the damn play run it over and over again right get the ball to chris rodriguez like do something that everybody knows that's easy that's basic like i I feel like guys are out there they're thinking so much that they can't just execute right they can't get the snap count right they're jumping off sides like there's so many things now i feel like that this might be the pro guy putting too much on the college guys plate. Now, this is just a hypothesis. I don't know that one way or another. But it feels like you could just lighten their load up a little bit, and they might be able to play a little bit faster. And I don't know, maybe give it to your best player. Um, I saw a fun stat from Jeff Drummond that is going to make people so happy. Uh, (laughs) In two games, Chris Rodriguez has six carries in the fourth quarter, only six, and he's averaging – Seven yards of carry. He has 42 yards on only six. Just seven yards of carry. I don't care how much you're down by. If he's getting you seven yards of carry, give him the damn ball. He should have six carries per possession in the fourth quarter, not six carries in back-to-back fourth quarters in total. Has there been any explanation? I mean, Rich Gangrel has been – like, it's been disappointing. Let's just call it what it is. Like, got to do better. And the whole offense got to do better. It's just it, – it's been the most disappointing part um, of the season. Instead of running a double move on first and goal at the 12, hand it off to 24, get six yards, <laughs> reset. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not it, that it has, hard. It's got to get It's got to get better. It just has to. And I know the offensive line is a big issue, and I know that's a pain in the you-know-what to deal with, but guess what? You should be used to dealing with it by now because it's been like that every game. Yeah. And so you got to you ha- you you can't just use that excuse over and over. Well, we can't do anything. The offensive line, like you, you've got to scheme around your deficiencies, and you got to figure stuff out. You got to figure out ways to move the football, and you got to figure out ways to finish drives. I, I, I mean, I don't care if you had a backup or not. You you had the ball twelve times against South Carolina. You scored fourteen points. That's not good enough. No point blank no. against that defense. It's just not. You got it's got to be better than that. Well, and, and, and the part that frustrates me, like it, and I, I think was the overall uh, what went wrong with this game, right? And uh, Freddie, you 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 probably get behind me on this, but Kentucky's identity is basically all built around Will Levis. It used to be yeah. about that offensive line and playing physical. You take Will out of the equation, and it's like they didn't know what to do. Well, you yeah. actually found some success in that first half, running the ball, go. I know you're down, but what happens when you go and you give up a score in the first possession? Kyle Sharon gets sacked two times in five plays, and the drive's over. Like, just keep yeah. giving the ball to Chris Rodriguez like he did in the first half because that was your identity. You need to go back to it, even though it hasn't been as good as of late. Yeah. Uh, Levis accounted for 76% of all offensive production going into Saturday. So, without him, things were going to change. And, uh, you know, I agree. What, what Chris have in the second half? Six six carries for, I, I, what, 22 yards, something of that nature? Yeah, 97 in the first. 97 in the first, yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah he, your explosive plays in that offense, no matter the down distance, no matter the situation of the games, the circumstances, the only hope really for an explosive play 
was Chris Rodriguez averaging seven yards and he may pop one of those. And, 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 you know, it just didn't happen. And, uh, you know, and, and little things, Barry on Brown with a, with a drop on third down, uh, Colin Goodfellow uh. averaged 36 yards a punt and then got some returns. Another missed field goal. It, it not only missed the field goal, the snap was low and they had an offensive lineman running onto the field prior to attempting the kick. So that was not good. And it just, uh, you know, just a very aggravating performance. And again, Drew, you're the ranking person here. Am I still allowed to say I'm a former UK quarterback, or do I, or do I not have the naming rights to that anymore? And I, and I have to say, I'm a former college football player that played in Lexington quarterback. You know, we're not allowed to do much at all anymore. I don't know okay. if we can even say UK. So let's just okay. to be safe. Let's just say you're a former college quarterback okay. in Lexington. You're I don't even high, know if we're allowed to be live on YouTube right now. You're the highest right. ranking person on here, so I, I wanted to get that clarified. Okay. I would like to butt in real quick with some positivity, just briefly. Freddie, your microphone sounds amazing tonight. I don't Thank know what you. you did differently, but yeah. you might sound clearer than anyone on here this evening. So well, at least <laughs> you showed up this week, unlike some teams. Listen, I, I can plug my earphones into my microphone now, and I only have the two, two buttons on the thing, and I'm ready to go. It sounds but, great. But being a former college football player, I, I'm not sure if I can say UK uh, <laughs> anymore, uh, I'm not mad at the players. I'm not mad at the coaches. I'm mad for the players and for the coaches because I know they have to be upset. So there's a big difference there. And I hurt with them. And, and I know they're, they're not happy with what happened. They don't like losing to South Carolina. And I, I'm right there with them. So, you know, I'm not upset. I'm not down on anybody. I'm just, I'm just pissed that we lost to a team that was Spencer Rattler as the quarterback. Yeah. I mean, that, South Carolina, no matter how you dissect it, is a sub-average team and came in and, and Rattler got the win and Beamer got to put on the sunglasses. And then we get to hear this for a year now. And it's just uh, – that's a little bit too much to take. But, again, you got to oh. give South Carolina credit for winning the football game. I mean, we had to see Shane Beamer in his stupid sunglasses, yeah. right? Like, I, I, I'd done the same thing if I was yeah, in, though. Yeah, like you, you just got to take it. You got to eat it. We got the chat now blowing up with cocky talk. Talking yeah. trash, and we just got to eat it, right? Yeah, got to eat it, man. Kentucky, you, and, and you can't make excuses about it either. Kentucky yeah. should be a better – they're a better football team. I don't care if Will Levis is on it or not. But this one got beat. Yeah. But, uh, oh, gosh. Three in the East, here comes Atlanta. Like, oh, God. It's just when, when, we went, when we learned Levis would be out, you know, I was prepared to take a loss to South Carolina and just say, you know what, you don't have a backup quarterback that's capable. It happens. Unfortunate injury kept Kentucky from winning that game. But for it to play out the way it did, that's why it's Monday and we're all still, still frustrated. It's not because your QB2 just couldn't throw the ball. Right. He was fine. He's the, I mean, some of the least of the worries. Yeah. It was your, your veterans. And some of the stuff that Kentucky's done so well just did not show up at all, and that's what you can't sit with. Yeah. Are you guys upset that, uh, you, you know, I mean, I hate to say this, but Kentucky didn't have the, have the juice or didn't have the, the fire that you would expect when you have a backup quarterback a lot of times teams will rally around that, and, and that will be a rallying cry. But I, I didn't really sense the urgency or the juice from this team either. Did you all, or is that just me? No. I was, I'm wondering if it just took all their the wind out of their sails, not having Levis out there. It could have, how, yeah. How, how important he is to well, the team. Like, they all know, and they're all at practice. They probably yeah. all know how important he is to the team. Yeah. So for the defense, it could have been like, well, we're up against Mission Impossible, boys, and then they fumble the first play and get you know they give them a touchdown. I I could see that that well, 
Yes. And, and, yeah. and to add to that, look, at, I think Jacquez Jones's importance isn't yes. overstated yeah. enough. Most, and, and from a vocal perspective, right? Like, you know, DeAndre Square, great dude, more vocal than he was, but he's quiet by nature. Like a lot of these guys are. Like JJ, JJ's not like the loudest in your face guy. Jordan Wright will kind of make jokes, but like, yeah, and then the same thing with offense. Like Chris and Tavion, those dudes aren't exactly the like, get me in the center of the huddle and let me grab dudes by the jersey and get everybody in line. Like they're just not those kind of people. And so you lose your main guys that that kind of command those huddles on both sides of the ball. And and I think that's when yeah. when things started getting slippery, it just you know, just yeah. like that's that. another thing I think you kind of lose when your offensive line is struggling too. It's kind of that 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 leadership because they lead the way on offense. Mm-hmm. And so if they're struggling, it's hard for them to, you know, for them to lead the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and even like tight ends too, like you would, but they haven't been playing well. Like it's just. It's, blocking's just been bad. Tight end blocking's been really bad. Uh, yeah. And I thought that bad. was going to be a strength. I, I really did. It's um, just been bad. You know, I thought, I thought with a pass game also, we'd see more tight ends because, you know, as a backup, like Sharon was and coming in and starting, tight ends were easy catches, uh, easy routes, easy pitch and catch, and, and I thought we'd see more of that. Uh, a lot, lot of lot of routes running away from Sharon instead of, you know, if you're a backup and this is your first time out there, you want to see numbers. What I mean by that is, you know, a lot of times you throw to an area and, and you lead receivers, and that's pretty difficult. But when a quarterback, especially a first-time-out starter, if you can see the numbers of your pass catcher, you can just really zip it in there and get some confidence going. And, and you do that a lot of times with the tight ends. I thought we'd see more of that. Yeah, you have I to wonder so too. Much if it, all week, I heard so much all week about all this creative stuff they were going to do. Pretty specific things that I heard from people that were on the practice field. Do we think just that first play, they just that scared them out of everything? I mean – wasn't like that a bunch of trickery, but there was talk that you'd see a little bit of Wade at quarterback. I heard of some unique things they might do if they get in the red zone, which we didn't see much of. But do you think they just abandoned anything they worked on after that first play was complete hell? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> yeah. But the thing was, too, is like – Bill position I, killed them, too, here. Because they the only one drive do they start better than their own 30. Yeah. Carolina was plus 18. So every time they got the ball, Carolina had an 18-yard advantage over Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, the hidden that, that, yardage was huge yeah. in this game. Yeah. yeah so they, they were backed the up a position. lot. They yeah. were backed up. They didn't really have a lot of possessions where they could just kind of get loose and get going. Um, the, then the one, one the one drive they didn't start inside their own 25, they went 56 yards and scored uh, with the, that first touchdown drive. I think that was a big issue in the game where Carolina just kept getting scoring opportunities. Um, Kentucky – held serve and then finally the dam kind of broke in the third quarter but they were just they were just they just kept knocking on the door where Kentucky was just they were just back playing inside their own 35 inside their own 40 for the almost the entirety of the game the damn damn broke yeah the damn damn, 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 damn broke. broke damn yeah I mean Carolina was getting think of their field position mm-hmm. again with 35 36 yard punting for the night a block punt Carolina started how many times that on the Kentucky side of the field, or at the 46, or at the 38. I mean, didn't have to go far to get into scoring position, and and they flipped the field. And again, credit South Carolina. That was an excellent, excellent uh, 
special teams performance. And you expect that from, from Beamer ball, right? I mean, we, we kind of lose it, but they they did well. Wait, Freddie, you should expect that. Yeah. South Carolina is going to try to block a punt. Oh my God. Can you believe it? Like no, no crap. Right. Like, of course. Why? Are you not prepared for that? That, that was the part Freddie that, um, out of all of this, the lack of execution, like, you can make mistakes, right? Like in close games, but I just couldn't believe the. I just didn't think this team had a game like this in them, where it was just a complete and total failure, and it looked like a lack of preparation. It was a lack of execution. It was a lack of a lot of things. But like, I mean, that first play was nowhere close to being, and they still just Chris just tossed it up. There, there was so much about this that just made absolutely no sense to me at all and i'm still having a hard time believing it and frankly the only thing way i've been able to cope is to just not think about it and go watch monster trucks that's like the only <laughs> like just loud engines that it just it just like screamed the football the bad football out of my soul it's <laughs> the only help that i that i've gotten really all this started going downhill on the pregame show uh luckett and roush i don't know if you heard it but Freddie was so excited to get Long John Silvers before the yes. game, and he found out live on the air that the one he was going to go to had closed and that there wasn't any – I think Paris was maybe the closest. So I think from that moment on, we were already behind the chains with Freddie not getting his fried fish before the game. <laughs> yeah, I drove by there, and it. I meant like in one day the sign was up, and the next day there was a big hole in the ground. <laughs> I mean, they just imploded that – that daggone place. So that, that's how my that. SEC championship dreams disappeared in eight yeah. days too. I mean, yeah, yeah. Last, you know, Saturday, October first at ten a.m. I had dreams of Atlanta, and two games later, here we're just hanging on to anything. Hey, well, silver lining, um, the SEC is going to the Vegas Bowl for the first time this year. So maybe not New Orleans, but maybe Vegas. Never been to Vegas before. Silver, silver lining. If Alabama beats Tennessee and Tennessee beats Georgia and Kentucky wins out, cats are in Atlanta. Oh, silver, silver. Well, doesn't Tennessee need to lose again too? Well, we would beat them and Alabama would beat them. And then we'd all have two losses and we'd have the tiebreaker. <laughs> really need uh, Alabama to uh, break their spirits. Need uh, Jaren- We need Hendon Hooker to pull a Jared Garantano and like try to quarterback sneak it. Like just do a play that wasn't called. Need something like that to happen. I, uh, I admit, guys, like just watching, I couldn't turn that game on after like the first two possessions Saturday morning because it was just it just infuriates me so much to watch Tennessee do anything good at football and then let like Brian Kelly was just like here you go like just giving them layups. Oh. I was like what are you idiots doing? I watched it at a Tennessee house where there were probably 18 people there and 17 of them were wearing Tennessee gear. And I was trying to be polite. Obviously wasn't cheering for the Vols, but, you know, I sat there among them and it was it was torture for the oh. two hours I was there watching that game as they were running up the score on LSU. That's, that's gotta, how my Saturday started. God, that's a sad – we got to call the Pope. Get you a <laughs> candidate C for sainthood. I mean, to be able to do both, that's brutal. Um, but you know how you can get back on your winning ways, though? By Tell playing prize picks. I mean, yep. just log on to prize picks right now. Monday Night Football kicks off within an hour. Chiefs, Raiders, use the promo code KSR. They will match your deposit up to $100. That's right. They're going to completely match it. And you pick a few players. 
you say, yeah, let's have uh, more or less yards, more or less touchdowns. There's a lot of different ways, a lot of different winning combinations. Uh, fade Derek Carr in primetime. Just, that's just a wise person. Fade Derek Carr, ride with the Chiefs, download prize picks. Not only can you play NFL, you can also play college, and it's available 70% of the United States. So in the Commonwealth of Kentucky, we can't go to a sports book, but we can still play prize picks. You can visit them online on your desktop computer, or you can download the prize pick app to your phone or your tablet right now. Promo code KSR, get up to $100 back at checkout um, prize picks. I thought it was very nice of prize picks last week to set the Chris Rodriguez over under. I forgot exactly what it was, but it was under 100 yards. Yeah. I mean, they could have just given that money out before the game started. Yeah, I'll tell you, my, nice win for you in the first half. My football weekend, I, I suffered through the UK game, which I, I documented that I was not pleased with. And I swore off football. I said, I'm done. I quit. Done. Sunday afternoon, turned it on. My Steelers were playing. Oh. The first play I see, a 98-yard touchdown pass from Josh Allen uh, against my Steelers, and I've not watched a snap since, and I will not watch a snap tonight. And I'm not so sure I will ever watch another snap of football again the rest of my life. I may, I may, re- this may be my retirement uh, uh, podcast. Well, and it's a good. This might be it. You, you, you had to hang it up too, because even your Jags lost. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I I'm done. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I need to, I need a new hobby. I don't know. Maybe I'll. Maybe I'll grow flowers or, or I don't know, go uh, bird watching something. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, feel like I would listen be... to a Freddie Maggard bird watching podcast. Yeah. What, what's your favorite bird, Freddie? My favorite bird is a buzzard. I love watching those things. They're huge and they come down and just eat stuff. I, 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 their stomach enzymes are fascinating to me, how they can eat rotten meat and it doesn't hurt them. They, they digest them. And how they can see, they have great eyes. So buzzards are my favorite bird. That I'm a big fan. Big fan. You're, every time I see a buzzard, I'm like, ugh, gross. But you're just like, I love oh, it. No, these yeah, things. I love watching on. them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, on my little walking trail, I see them wearing out squirrels and possums and everything else about every day. So I'm a big fan of them. I got a I got a couple hawks that live by me, so they're they're fun yeah. to watch. You know. Yeah, Hawks used to be my. Fa- I used to be infatuated with Hawks, but now I'm. I got a little Mike Leach in me, so buzzards have have superseded the Hawks in my pecking order of birds. No pun intended. Maybe well, we could get a on the website a ranking of Freddie's top twenty five birds this week, since he's not going to talk football. Yeah, I'm not we done. Could get a little yeah. power ranking from you. Yeah, <laughs> I could well, do that. Speaking of Mike Leach, uh, we all know that he has. He says some wacky things, and the folks at the SEC Network, they've realized we can't just ask him football things or else he won't say <laughs> anything. So, like, we'll just ask him random stuff. And recently, um, I guess it was last Saturday before they took on Arkansas, Marty Smith asked him about how he takes his coffee. And uh, here's what he had to say. Got your coffee. Yeah. It is early. How do you take your coffee? What's the best way to take your coffee? Well, coffee tastes terrible anyway, so <laughs> don't put anything in it to obstruct the harsh, bitter taste. Then just put it down one sip at a time, you know. So it's just all about the effect. The taste, it's not about the experience. 
experience at all. It's about no. the outcome. No, the experience is terrible. Gotcha. <laughs> that guy kills me. So, um, we all are coffee drinkers. Um, I, I don't yeah. know how closely y'all are following along with us, but um, there's an updated tab on how many coffees are being pounded in the Crogerfield press box each Saturday night amongst the crew. Um, Drew, you, you're also sponsored by a, a coffee company in Lexington. What are your thoughts on Mike Leach's coffee takes? Yeah, how do y'all take your coffee? Uh, I'm most, if I'm at home, I'm black coffee. I don't need anything. I, I train myself to like it that way to stay somewhat healthy. But like today I had a meeting at a coffee shop. If I'm somewhere fancy, I might, you know, whatever they recommend, maybe a latte, nothing too sweet, but I'll branch out if I'm at an actual coffee shop. Yeah, I'm black unless I get it like a drive-thru and it comes out so hot. I don't want to wait for it to cool down. I'll get a, like a splash of skim milk in there so I can drink it right away. But yeah, I'm pretty, pretty boring when it comes to my coffee choices. I, um, I was kind of like Leech back in the day, right? Like I, I, there would be a line at the Starbucks at Willie T. And I was just like, what are you all doing? Wasting your time. Just give me a cup of Speedway coffee. Let's let's freaking go. But I've realized in my old age that like coffee is like one of the, the biggest joys of my day. So like, yeah. I've really I've become a coffee nerd. We're like now it's 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 also not like a coffee snob. Like I'm going to go get like my own beans and all this crap. Like I just know which kinds of coffee taste better than other from different gas stations. So like right now at Circle K, they've got a harvest spice something that's like i don't know yeah don't know, it's fall it tastes good i like it so i'll put a little i'll treat myself i'll put a little caramel creamer in there just a little itty bitty sugar um, circle k is an underrated coffee across the board that's my go-to mm-hmm. uh, I, I i take honey in my coffee honey Ooh. honey interesting yeah. i'll yeah. do that but with maybe a if hot i'm at tea. a fancy place i'll take i get a latte no flavor just plain latte but my go-to every morning is Circle K and the uh, three packs of honey. But but last week, again, leading up to this that game against that team from Columbia, somebody snuck a taba- uh, Tabasco packet in where the honey was, and I wasn't paying attention, and I poured Tabasco <laughs> in my coffee. Oh, no. And got a real big surprise. So it's been a horrible week for me leading up to Saturday. I'm not surprised what – I was you in a started, bad mood all week. You started at like first and twenty-five. With they dynamited my daggone. Yeah, they dynamited my Long John Silvers. Somebody <laughs> put hot sauce in my coffee, and Kentucky plays like that. I think I'm we need done. to launch an investigation. This, yeah. this seems like some funny business going on. I know. I mean, it's just a conspiracy. Everybody's out to get me. I'm when, trying to normalize shots. You spend your Friday night at Luckett's High School, like just that was fun. That I loved that place. That was that was first class, Adam. I mean, that was a nice place. They treated me so good. I had a, uh, I got there, checked in real easy. They assigned somebody to show me around. They took me, showed me all the state championship trophies from all the different sports. And then they took me to the gift shop. I bought a Saint X hoodie, and then they treated me real well. So I just want to compliment your high school, Adam. You hear that, Nick? You hear that? Special place over there on Poplar Level Road. <laughs> Sorry, Kim Wood Drive. <laughs> I mean, I, I I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Just gross, absolutely no, gross. When when you... Nick when Nick was going on coffee, I just envisioned Will Ferrell 
on kicking and screaming. Uh, Nick's got the the card. He's in there throwing a fit when he can't get his free coffee. <laughs> That's what I pictured. Hey, I, I, I like my caffeine, um, but I, I will disagree though with Leach and that like the bitterness. I enjoy the bitterness. The there's even a uh, something about the Kroger Field coffee. It, I, it's almost like it's. Um, kind of got a little bourbon-y smell to it or something. I, I mean, there's not any in it, but I I, lo- I love it. Just give me all the different bitter flavors. The only exception I'll make is if I'm on a road trip, the, whenever you got to go to a gas stations and they've got the buttons for, like, the sugar and stuff. Like, that's no, I don't when like you, that. Yeah. Like, no. I, I, out, like I, yeah. I know it has nothing to do with the actual coffee, but it's usually sitting on one of those burners, and it's probably been there for, like, six hours. Out. All the way out on that. I got another question. Uh, badass coffee is where I go to in Lexington. Shout out. Uh, but if if you're Promo in a code lo- Drew. if you're in a location that does not have badass coffee, which is very good, their ice cubes are made of coffee, which fascinates the world out of me. Are you a Dunkin' Donuts or a Starbucks type of person? If you had to choose one, where, where would you go? Hmm. I, I'm Duncan. I'm going Duncan first. I'm Duncan too, Adam. Yeah, I'm Duncan. Yeah, place. that's three. It's my favorite place to get coffee. <laughs> yeah, I'm three. That's yeah. three, Drew. Uh, if they don't have a badass coffee, I, yeah. I, I'd get some. I'd get something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, Cocaine. Yeah. If they don't have a badass coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding, Mom. I know you're watching. Just kidding. Uh, but there's two locations in Lexington, and and I go to Badass Coffee every day, Drew, Jeez. just because of you. Yeah, and I get my haircut at your place too. I know not everybody wants to hear us talk coffee all night, but I'm trying to normalize shots of espresso. Like for instance, on my bachelor party, you know, we're doing a little a little more booze than I normally would, and I just yeah. popped in a coffee shot, a shop, ordered a shot of espresso, and just took it like you would any other shot. Carried on about my day, and I've done that a few other times, and I, I kind of like it. It's kind of a thing for me now. Um, just walk in, one shot. It's a little warm. You throw it back, and then keep going. Do you get in little bitty cups like on the Godfather? Yeah, they, with a little bitty, you have to. Yeah, hold you got like it. Sometimes you... I'll put it on a plate, but I just throw it back, and then on to the next project. Nice. It. I just it like I don't know. I feel like I can. My heart's palpitating just like imagining it. It's, it's, it's a smelling salt of liquids. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I think I first did it in Vegas when we were out there for a Kentucky basketball game, and it was either a late one or we were having a long night or something, and we just ripped shots of espresso and then kept it moving. I think that should be a lot more normal than it is. I, I am a big fan of doing the the bourbon cream in, in a coffee. That stuff. That'll rock your socks. That's a, it's also, I didn't like when I was 20 going to weddings and stuff, I'm like, why do they always serve coffee at weddings? Who the hell is drinking? Oh, I'm coffee? pumped when they, when they do it. Now. Oh, guys, <laughs> hold on guys. I just like, got out of a up. wedding planning meeting uh, oh, literally two hours yeah. ago and the coffee cart was a big point of discussion. Really? Yes. So yes. Yeah. We're, Are they bringing back. in circle K? <laughs> well, with honey after- packets. After seeing what we got quoted, they're not bringing in anything if I'm paying for it. <laughs> Bring your own coffee. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, th- we can set our uh, coffee talk aside. Um, who's, our, who's our guest here? <laughs> <laughs> that said that Moss? <laughs> Did it say Moss? 
Nos. N O S S. Welcome. Someone in the comments. Uh, noted we ran off the uh, South Carolina fans talking about coffee, so that worked. Now we can get back wow. to Kentucky football. Yep, let's get back to Kentucky football. Um, there was a really good question oh, yeah. that uh, Cody, I think, posed earlier <laughs> where he was asking, like, hey, Brad White shut him shut Leach down two years ago. It was not the case last year in Starkville. Is there anything different? Is there anything different he was doing? Like it? Do we have a simple answer to that question? Well, uh, Will Rogers played out of his mind last year. Yeah. In that game, uh, Kentucky was banged up. That was really when Kentucky's secondary started falling apart. In the last year, Kentucky had no ball production, so they had no, really no fight there. Um, they really Brad White had really no answers. He was trying to play JJ Weaver kind of as like a down lineman, like a four five technique that just didn't really work. So, the answer somewhere in the middle. Like they're not gonna. And if you go back to two years ago, that was Leach. That offense really struggled his first year. I'm um, getting all the pieces yeah. set up. So, uh, the answer somewhere in the middle. I don't think you're gonna see another performance like Rogers had last year. Um, but I don't think you're gonna see a total shutdown either. If you think about it, guys, last year's Mississippi State game was a lot like this Saturday's South Carolina game. It was an all-systems failure. Uh, that time it had to be on the road in Starkville. And this time it was at home at Kroger Field. So similar type games. Kentucky got beat just about in every aspect. Offense sputtered. Defense gave up a lot. So uh, I'm more worried about Zach Arnett. You know, Mike Leach is going to get points. They're going to get yards. But that 3-3-5 has given Kentucky fits over the years. A lot of havoc. Uh, try to produce a lot of tackles for loss, a lot, a lot of quarterback sacks. They're going to play a lot of games, given Kentucky's uh, struggles, especially at tackle, uh, and, and that concerns me as much or more than the Mississippi State offense. Yeah, the problem with the line, they don't even have to play a lot of games. Yeah, they're just doing yeah. simple twists and getting they're getting home. So that is a yeah, that's a they haven't handled uh, Arnett well in two meetings so far. This is the right. third coordinator. Um, they've got to find a way because of how a state plays. They they do take chances. You got to find a way to hit big plays against this defense. If you can't hit big plays, it's going to be a long night. Yeah, I, I will say too that part of the difference is is just where this game is played. I know that sounds like the worst analysis in the history of analysis, but going back to 2015, Mississippi State's winning every game in Starkville by 23 points a game. Kentucky's winning every game in Lexington by 15 points a game. Some about this series is weird. Uh, I also think Mississippi State in general, too. Like, I'm not saying it's all the cowbells and, like, the SEC is colluding to uh, let the Bulldogs have success at Davis Wade Stadium just by letting them keep their cowbells. But they're a team that it's kind of like Tennessee, and, and, that, and that's kind of lends itself to these gimmicky-type offenses. Um but when they win, they put a hurting on you, right? They run up the yeah. score, and when they're when they're clicking, they're clicking. Yeah. But when things go wrong, I mean, they go wrong in a hurry, and it's just a four alarm fire. That game down at LSU, right? They're they're a better team than LSU. They were winning by a touchdown in the third quarter. Kid muffs a punt inside their own ten, and then they don't score the rest of the game. LSU wins by they double them up, thirty one to sixteen. Absolutely ran them off the field. Like that—that's what you're kind of dealing with here. So, 
and we kind of saw it even before Leach got there, right? In that that game with Benny Snell in 2018, top 25 matchup, it's 7-7, and then Kentucky runs up 21 points in the fourth quarter and kind of runs away with it. So this is one of those games where you have to be able to go punch for punch back and forth uh, and, and execute and let them be the team that shoots themselves in the foot, right? Yeah. Like, at, Freddie, as much as it is about playing better against Zach Arnett, like, just do something well, Kentucky. Like, just execute yeah. some basic offense here. I don't need you to be creative. I don't need you to do a bunch of gimmicky stuff. Uh, Will Levis is practicing, so he's probably going to play. You're going to be closer to full strength. But, like, just do what you do well and, like, let them make the catastrophic mistakes because Mike Leach teams are bound to make catastrophic mistakes at some point. I, I don't I don't mean to be sound like a pessimist here, but what does the Kentucky offense do well? Will Levis. Explosive plays. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and now with Chris Rodriguez. I really that, – that scoring drive that Kentucky had against South Carolina was beautiful, Adam. I mean, <laughs> I mean that was old school. Okay, here we come. See guy, block guy. And, and they just got after it, put a hat on a hat, and, and got north and south. And I love that drive by Kentucky because Rodriguez is a positive yard runner. And, um, you know, how do you – how do you combat movement? How, how, how do you combat havoc is you go straight at it. And I think that, that that is Kentucky's best avenue. And then hit some shots if Will is back and, and let those but, – but, man, Kentucky's banged up. Dane Key got banged up. Uh, Barryon Brown was limping around a little bit. Uh, Tavion Robinson uh, missed time. So uh, the health report or, or, or how healthy Kentucky is is going to dictate a lot of how – uh, the plays are called on Saturday, and actually, with Mike Leach, uh, again, this is not the this is not a typical air raid. They got some dudes at running back, and they will get behind the pads, and they will be physical. So this is an evolved air raid. This is not your typical, you know, what what we expect and what we knew when when Leach was an assistant coach at Kentucky. This is different. This is much better. It's evolved into a more efficient, a more physical version of the air raid we're going to see Saturday. And to your last point, Nick, you're going to see a lot – you're going to hear a lot of cowbells in Kroger Field on Saturday. I'm telling you right now because Keeneland's running, Mississippi State travels well, and there's going to be a bunch of maroon in Lexington. It's unfortunate. We need metal detectors to keep those out. You can come through with any metal but your cowbell. <laughs> I just saw a good question on here. I'm trying to find out. Oh. Hold on. There it is. I like this one. Brad asks, what would our record be with last year's offensive line? I'm going 15-0. and Who's up next? <laughs> Man. Because that is the $100 million question, right? Like, How about last year's offensive line and play caller? Not trying to stir any pots here. Just saying the two things we're complaining about right now. Let's, let's take those from a year ago. How much has the play caller got to do with last year's offensive line? Would, yeah. would Scangarello with that offensive line be different than Scangarello with this offensive line? I happen to think he would. Maybe. I don't know. Touche. Good question, yeah. Brad. Yeah, that is, great question, Brad. Love that, Brad. Um, but I'm, I'm with you, Drew. 15-0, no questions <clears throat> asked. It is just a shame, though, like it like finally got yourself a quarterback who can drop back and throw it and guys who can get downfield. No time to do either of the two. 
Yeah, and you add in not having Chris Rodriguez for four games too. It's just, it's just been like a disaster. I mean, it's been not, not disastrous, maybe not the right word. It's just been a nightmare. Um, just one thing after another, they just cannot get on the same page. Maybe this is the week. I think you you got Chris Rodriguez rolling last week. You're facing another bad run defense per the numbers this week. So maybe this is the week with Levis you can finally start to have some set success, excuse me, and start humming. And I have I know full, we're beating uh, a, I'm sorry. we're beating a dead horse. We just keep saying this. But the skill players have never been better here. At least I don't know when, where you've got maybe the number one QB in the draft, maybe the best running back in school history. And receivers like we've never seen, even though they're still young. I mean, when have we had a Barry on Brown? Never. The offense should be so much better than it is right now. And I feel like we're just wasting this talent that's here. I know there's a lot of season left, and they've only played one game with all those guys. But it's just so frustrating to finally have these pieces that Kentucky's never really had at the level they are. And we're still talking about how, you know, we're unable to score. Yeah. But I have full faith in Mark Stoops. I mean, we've been down this road before. Uh, he's he's the best that ever do it here at Kentucky. Um, I like I like ticked off Mark Stoops, and that's what you got right now. I mean, he's not happy. And this week of practice, I mean, it, but we said that last week. But I think he's really going to challenge the leaders to to step up because you come out flat against this Mississippi State team. I mean, they can throw up seventy on you real quick. So our our friend uh, Kevin V Bacon, not the Kevin Bacon, uh, asks a good question on the KSR YouTube channel feed. If you aren't doing it, go and subscribe right now. Check us every Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern time, uh, right here on the KSR YouTube channel. He said, we, we need to get to the quarterback. We have to get to the quarterback. Now, against this Mississippi State team, it's kind of it's a double-edged sword. Because they don't take sacks. Yeah. Right, right, right. Like, they get it out of his hands quickly. But at the same time, you can't let Will Rogers get in his own. Like, he got in last year, and he was just, fume, 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 fume. Yeah. So, Luckett, you can go first. Freddie, if you're Brad White, what do you do to try to prevent Rogers from getting in his zone when you know that they're going to try to get the ball out of his hands in a second and a half? You got to play a mixture of drop eight, and you got to bring – you know your slot blitzes, your delayed linebacker blitzes, <laughs> and then when you when you so you can't you can't just play drop eight the entire time. You got to bring some pressure every once in a while, but you have to tackle. Like this is the thing about Mississippi State; they're yeah. going to complete passes. You got to get the when the running back catches a swing pass, it's got to be a three yard gain and not a nine yard gain. Um, when they run a, you know, a, they run the little mesh concept and a, on a drag and they catch it three yards, that needs to be a four. You need to be second and six, not moving the chains. That's the key to playing Mississippi State is getting their ball carriers on the ground, or we we'll get their get their receivers, pass catchers on the ground when they're in space. Um, but you're, people are going to be upset. Like Kentucky's going to play some drop eight in this game. It's just the what the the, the wind's going to come whether they can tackle. If they tackle like they did last week, it's going to be a long night. Yeah, Adam, I wasn't laughing at you. I was laughing at that logo that Stephen put up, that UK logo. Uh, that's, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to drop because. Um, Tackling is everything. Uh, you know, we saw teams kind of figure out the, the old version of, of, of uh, Leach when he got to Mississippi State was it was pure air raid. It was throw every time. But now this is different. You cannot just – you can't leave that box open 
because if the numbers are there, they're going to run straight at you. And they got some physical running backs. So that's changed the game for Mississippi State. And I think that's what makes them better now in this version of the air raid than they ever have been is because of the run game. But, yeah, drop eight, you got to tackle, you got to keep everything in front of you and prevent the long shots behind you. I mean, you can you, you can win this game if, if when the field condenses, you get them in the red zone, you force some field goals there, steal some possessions, you can win this football game. But tackling is everything. Kentucky, I think, Nick, I saw you tweeted, missed 12 tackles against South Carolina. That can't happen. If, if, if that happens against Mississippi State, it could get ugly because you have to get those running backs down, you have to get the pass catchers down, and you have to do so quickly or, or they are – and then stiffen up. You know, bend but don't break. I know people hate that, and I hate that too. But the, the air raid gets a little bit less efficient once it gets inside the 20-yard line. You really have to stiffen up when you get them in that area. That's what's so scary about them this year is they're number they one can run. in the country, I think, in red zone touchdown rate. Yeah, and um, they can run. Dylan it. Johnson's having a really great season. They're running yeah. their number one running back. So, yeah, that's – they're, they're they're just scary there, I think. Yeah. This is a week where if you get your hands on the ball in the air, you need to you pull it down. Catch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta, if you can turn them over a couple times, that's going to be big in this game. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that is, like right now, we're kind of steaming mad, but four days from now, I'm still going to be talking myself into a Kentucky win because I'm a Kentucky football fan. I'm, I'm, I am what I is, and I know – there's plenty of people at Kroger Field that will feel the same way. It was an awesome crowd Saturday night. Um, as Stoop said, we let them down. Um, and I, I hope we'll have another one this Saturday um, because they did make a difference. Even when that stupid fumble happened, I mean, South Carolina jumped th- their first two plays. They had five-yard penalties, right? They were starting behind the eight ball. So the Big Blue Nation made the difference. And, Drew, I, c- I think I can actually see the fans there already behind you. And actually, They're come here. to think of it, I think, true. No, you were streaming live from Kroger Field. We're gonna have. Oh, we're gonna oh, have crap. to delete this entire you're, you're video. Not, I, you're I, not allowed no. to say Kroger Field. You oh, gotta say no. football stadium. Oh God, uh, Drew, why would you do this to us? Like, oh, <laughs> that was a close one. Yeah, I will nice. say, um, I'm we not here to tell. Reported for that. That'd be Anno back there. Yeah, you know. Google image, quick Google image search. It's not my house, not my house at all. I do. That's a really not. Is that your house, Drew? No, it's just a stock photo that I had dialed up just in case. I don't want to get in trouble. To say, wow, man. Yeah, no, my house does not look like that. Uh, Nick, you were talking about talking yourself into uh, being a fan again and being positive here in a few days. There's a there's a thin line between um, sunshine pumping, which we get accused of, and we don't want to do, and then. Also, just believing that, you know, the season's not over. And I've seen a lot of negativity on the internet since the game. Not here to tell people how to fan, but I hope people aren't truly giving up on the season because they lost to South Carolina. We're not that far removed from Kentucky football being absolutely terrible. So, yes, I'm disappointed right now. I'm actually, to quote Freddie earlier in the show, I'm still pissed off. But I'm not going to just act like the season's over. I mean, mm. I don't truly believe 10 and 2 is on the table. Like I said on the show, I was kidding there. But I'm, in a few days, going to pick myself up and go to Kroger Field on Saturday and be very hopeful and excited to see what they do against Mississippi State. And I hope most of the fan base will, too. It was uh, tough seeing a lot of people leave in the second half on Saturday, which I don't blame a lot of them. That was pretty ugly. But I hope it wasn't as, as bad as it looks online in the 48 hours since. I, Drew, I could not agree more. I mean, as a former college football player at a school in Lexington, I bleed blue, man. I mean, I, 
I mean, can you see my K there? Well, I think that's I mean that, that that's for the copyright trademark. Oh I, no, my bad. Yeah, yeah. I got to get that thing cut off now, no, don't no, I? Yeah. Just chop your arm Dang. right off. Yeah, you're right. No, nah, but I, listen, I love these kids. I love the players. I love the coaches. I support them one thousand percent, and and I believe in Mark Stoops, and I believe Mark Stoops will get this thing fixed because he's done it so many times before. And, and I have hope in these in these kids, and I want to see them. I want to see them happy again. I do not like seeing the players sad. I don't like seeing them. You know, that's my guy, DeAndre Square is my guy. Can that breaks my heart? That you know? photo hurt me seeing that. Yeah, I love that kid. I mean, I know that kid on outside of football. So when I say I'm pissed, I'm pissed with them, not at them. And, and it hurts me to see them lose because I know there's not a player in, in the country that leaves the locker room wanting to lose a football game. But football happens, and football happens Saturday. You lost to a lesser team. You lost to a team that we've all made fun of, and, and I'm as guilty as that, and I apologize because South Carolina, you got the advantage for the next year. So, But you got to bounce back. The season's not over, and, and I trust Mark Stoops to get this thing right. And uh, I believe I'm just now unretiring, and I'm back in the fight, and I'm looking forward to being at uh, KS Bar and Grill uh, Saturday for the pregame show. Yeah, can I say Levis KS is, Bar and Grill? Yeah, you, we we own that. Okay. Uh, say Levis is back and healthy. Don't let us get hot. Don't let don't let us run up the score on Mississippi State going to a right. bye week and then get hot on the back half of the season. I'll forget all about Oxford and the sunglasses. I'm not giving completely up on everything. Just be, as bad as Saturday was, uh, there's still a no. lot of football left. We're in the fight. This this group's in the fight. Seven points is a lot of points, too. It started at three. Yeah. The money Levis line's is... a lot of money line, too. <laughs> yeah, Vanna, to, now the, the projected final score is 27 to 20. So you got another little total here. So very little faith in Kentucky's offense right now. What, what was that, Adam? I missed that. 20. The, 27-20 is the projected final score. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I've got the ultimate slump buster on the way, too. So, hopefully, we've got uh, Roush number two here to get the cats yeah. back on the wagon. Give us an update, so, Nick. That's the most yeah, important thing about this podcast. What's going on in the Roush household? The uh, wife is very ready to not be pregnant anymore. Um, we're, <laughs> we're going on long walks to try to, to walk it out. Uh, you got the bags packed, everything ready to roll? Oh, I've had the bags packed for about a month. Um, we're yeah, we're on threat level midnight at the Roush house. Uh, the anxiety is at a fever pitch here. Um, but good news is, is I think everybody's like already asleep, and it's eight o'clock. So let's just <laughs> Monday night football time for dad. So that sounds yeah. like it's <laughs> gonna be all over prize picks here in a second. Oh, all over it. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's really exciting. I may, may not be on here next Monday. Hopefully not on here. It would be really fun. I, when I had my first son, it was final four weekend. I was really hoping that I'd be watching Kentucky play in the final four. Um, and then COVID happened and canceled the NCAA tournament. So I think I, I time to reverse it. Let's have another baby and I can watch Kentucky kick Mississippi state's ass, get another top 25 win. And keep this thing going because I think that's another important part too, Drew. As bad as we feel about losing to South Carolina, everybody else is like, well, they didn't have Will Levis. Just, you know, chalk it up, whatever. Yeah. Like everybody else outside doesn't see that as bad as we do. There's still plenty of runway 
to get this this plane corrected. You let one loss turn into two. Now, don't just just don't let it turn into four. And because if you lose this week, you got to buy. Then you got to go to Tennessee. That's a long time for Kentucky fans to get disillusioned. We'll let the nation make that excuses for us here at Kentucky. We don't make excuses. What do we nope. do? We get back to work, which is exactly what Mark Stoops said about sixty-five times today. And I'm sure there was a lot of work to be done after they watched that film. Yes. Well, you can get back to work by visiting Prize Picks promo code KSR to double your deposit, or let Doc Thompson and Doctor Justice get to work on your teeth. Just call them today, <laughs> or visit them at JusticeDental.com. Their phone number is eight five nine five four three zero seven hundred. They bring you the KSR Football Podcast every Monday, seven p.m. on the KSR YouTube channel. Subscribe. We got plenty of great stuff coming out. Drew's going to show us some more tents this week. It's uh. It's a great time to get right this week. For Adam Luckett, Freddie Maggard, and Drew Franklin, I'm Nick Roush. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you all next week. Don't let us get hot. <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.